0: welcome to the podcast the life makeover show
1: a weekly series of convos with everyday women who experience massive shifts in their lives when they park their egos guilt and
0: opinion of others please join us tina jesso and susan hum co-founders of love and sync dating website and life makeover collective to hear the powerful
1: moving stories of these strong women we will have open unpolished conversations about how they got the clarity they needed to get unstuck in some aspect of their life. So they can take decisive action to make massive improvements in their relationships, career, family, and achieve their dreams. In the Convo, not only will we highlight the transformations and shifts experienced by our guests, but we will
0: also highlight the process that got them there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Life Makeover podcast show. And today, Susan and I are going to be talking about the story of love in sync because there's some exciting things that are happening right now. Love in Sync is getting ready to launch, and this represents a culmination of almost two years of Susan and I, dedication, and basically sticking to a project that we weren't sure for a while was even going to get off the ground, and here we are. It's so amazing. So Susan, how are you doing today? I am doing great,
1: because we're just about to talk about my favorite subject in life.
0: Yes, and it has four letters, right? Yeah. shall we spell it out for everybody l-o-v-e like in the name love and sync so where would you get started like today is is all about love and sync and overridingly love right yeah well we've been talking full-on love
1: for the last two years literally since my birthday on 2018 and even though we were talking love even throughout our whole friendship of all these years right because You were dating, and I was married. So basically, we were talking about all your adventures in dating and love and relationships and your relationships and all that. So we've been talking love a long time, but now since 2018, we've been talking full-on love to everybody.
0: Yes. You know what I just realized, too, is that you've never known me married, and I have never known you single. Yeah which is very, very interesting in this evolution, right? Because, you know, putting together a dating website, Love in Sync, and, you know, you would think that we would have seen each other through different types of scenarios, but no, we've been very consistent. I've been consistently single, (laughs) although with a few relationships along the way. And it's been through that process that's led to a lot of self-discovery. And the same thing for you. You've had your greatest you know, levels of self-discovery in your marriage, which is quite interesting.
1: Yeah, basically in a marriage, it took me to another level of self-discovery. You know, I mean, I had to do a lot of the self-discovery in my 10 years of being single. Thank goodness I had the enlightenment to figure that one out. I I don't know if I was conscious about it, but nonetheless, that's how I took my life. But in that direction, took my life, that didn't sound very good. (laughs) But when I got married, the next level of work, was how to integrate and let go of who I thought I was to come to the middle to meet somebody in the middle. And that's what marriage or relationship is all about, right? It's, you know, you build yourself up to this point where you believe you are this person and it's fixed. But when you actually meet the love of your life, everything is being evaluated is what is fixed and what you let go of that is no longer meeting that, you know, so it's, It's a whole new self-discovery. So even though you achieve self-love alone, it's like completely out the door when you're in a relationship. I was like,
0: okay, well, what is self-love now? It's like, it's really crazy. Well, why don't we just get down to basics? Like, you know, why would you and I and, you know, choose at this point in our life, because we had options in front of us, right? You were, you had a lot of fantastic experience in the business world You were, you had traveled and worked internationally and were very successful and you had been a coach for many years and I was in financial services, had built my agency to like, I had a lot of success, right? I won't lie about it. (laughs) And, uh, And that was great. And you were ready to move on to something else. You could have retired or done something else, right? That was just fun and light. And the same thing for me. But we It's interesting because we were both at this crossroads in our life at the same time. We knew we wanted something else, and we both knew we wanted something great, right? So why would you choose this? I'm just asking you now. Why would you choose this path right now of something that had to do essentially with love? What was it?
1: Well, you know, from a very young age, I'm like this roaming romantic, and a lot of people did not even see it because I'm so proud of the person. So I never showed that emotional, soft, vulnerable, lovey-dovey side of me because, you know, you have to be hardcore tough when you want success, you have to show this part of you and next thing you know. So when I was single, a lot of my friends thought I was like kind of like a man because I was able to move from one person to another very quickly, right? And it's almost like I never fell into that trap of so in love that I've lost all sense of life, right? But deep down inside, I was this like begging for the universe or God or whatever. Please send me the knight in shining armor. That's all I wanted. But it didn't look that way because I was only focused on my career at that time. So a lot of people would not recognize that. But my running MO in life, the carrot that led me to all that success was to get myself prepared for love, right? Mm -hmm. I knew I had to be a stronger person to be with somebody else, otherwise I'm one of these people that would give up everything for love. So I guess it's the fact that I know where my weaknesses were, so therefore I had to prepare myself, but I think that's probably why I only sleep three or four hours a night, because I'm used to that now, because from my 20s, that's what you do. When you date, when you, you know, you just (laughs) don't sleep. (laughs) Career, dates. You can't have,
0: you know, One or the other, you have to have both. So that's why. Yeah, you were running both very successfully at the time, right? You had a job that took up an awful lot of your time, involved a lot of networking and involved working many different hours. And at the same time, you were cultivating, you know, a very busy and exciting dating life and plus traveling You know, where you were in Asia. I mean, there was a lot of things going on. It was quite a spectacular and glamorous lifestyle. You were living for quite a while. Yes. Yeah, but yet you were holding on to the dream of true love. Always, always. And I'm not one
1: of these people that always consume myself with talking about that, right? So whenever I got together, that's why I hung around with a lot of married people, because we're not consumed with talking about finding love all the time, right? We were talking always about creating a better life, creating a happier life. Let's do this. Let's dream. Let's have fun. Let's travel, And so I chose actually to hang around with committed people because the singles were, oh my goodness, I couldn't even sit down in a restaurant without having an intimate, cool conversation without my single friends just checking out every guy that walked in. Right. (laughs) I mean, I checked it out, but I was discreet about it and I didn't let it take over my conversations.
0: So that is really interesting because it brought you to a point where you knew based on your experience that you were gathering what you, and it's an interesting, you know, all of our experiences eventually serve us, even though we may not see it at the time. I mean, of course, number one, it was serving you to help find your true love, which was Kevin that you're going to talk about in a minute and how you got to that point. However, it's actually serving us now in the development of the dating app. Right. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. And it's so cool when, you know, you're at a point in your life when you can look back and say all those crazy times are actually serving me now to help other people. Right. So what was the next step after that? You had this amazing life going on in Asia and your quest for love was about to take an interesting turn.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I did fall in love on one of the occasions in the 10 years, but I, you know, the, thank goodness. I'm a thinker, even though I don't look like it sometimes or most of the time, but what I do is I analyze everything, right? So thank goodness I have a memory like anything. I remember small details of everything. So I really recorded every step of the way, how I made things happen, how I failed, what I needed to change. So I know all the mechanisms. So by the time I, uh, even when I fell in love with that guy, for a year, literally. And I watched myself, analyze myself, what happens to the emotions when that happens and how I was able to control it. So yeah, it, it, I kind of sound robotic. Eh? <laughs> I'm like a robot. Oh my God, where's the heart? Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's like this robot that analyzes everything on a logical level. But anyway. I remember the 10th year I was single, to go figure, my first relationship, abusive relationship that I was the abuser was 10 years. I was single for 10 years, right? Anyway, so my 10th year of being single, I remember I was really happy with my life. Everything was great. And I remember I was at a grocery store and I think back of the last 10 years of being single and I'm in a grocery store in Singapore. Don't ask me what I was doing there because I don't, cook. But anyways, that was the night I decided I'm just going to go to a grocery store, buy noodles or whatever. And I thought to myself, you know what? Life is great. And I remember that that thought, right? And I said, life is great. I said to myself, life is great. And after 10 years of dating dozens and dozens and dozens of men, I've lost count after 80, that, you know what? Having freedom to choose is beautiful. If I uh, never meet anybody in this life that is my life person, then it it's okay. And then I visualized myself being 50 years old and being okay with just dating and having fun, having great friendships, having a great career. And I remember visualizing being okay with that, if that was to, so basically I just accepted whatever be right. As long as I have love and life around me. So anyways, and I remember saying that, and that was it two weeks later I met Kevin. So
0: much for my happy freedom. And that alone, that was a humongous realization and, you know, event in a way, because it's sometimes it's an art letting go, right? And oftentimes when we do let go, some amazing things can show up in our lives as they did for you.
1: Well, you know, and the thing is, like I said, I know the mechanism of how the mind works to create your reality and your results. And one of the things that I did at that moment, it was actually acceptance.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I didn't know anything about letting go other than I learned the letting go muscle through dating so many times, right? And so I learned that muscle through that. But the acceptance part, that was the first moment I actually consciously understood what
0: acceptance meant. Mm -hmm. So, and what happened, which is pivotal in our programs, as a matter of fact, that whole concept acceptance and letting go. We've taken it to a whole new level. You know what? I just want to say that I'm really grateful that you had that, as you call it, robotic mind (laughs) because you were basically creating your own process without any guidance. So it's interesting that you followed your own inner guidance at the time to basically analyze everything that was going on around you and why things were working out and particularly when things didn't work out. Right. Because now you have this process of looking at, you know, how things unfold, not just for yourself, but for other people. It's like a training that you put yourself through. And it's something that has developed and has, you know, fine tuned over time. And I've certainly seen that in the last 14 years of our friendship and been a benefactor of that as well. But that is one really, really cool thing. So I'm sure everybody who's listening right now wants to hear that love story. What happened after that? Well, I think that the
1: love story we can do on another podcast because that's a whole different podcast. But I think, uh, you know, what's really incredible and in that what brings me and you together with creating love in sync, it's because we are so opposite in how we've viewed love in our life. Right. And to me, like I said, the carrot was love. So I achieved all my success because I was running towards that carrot and preparing myself to be with that carrot right? Without really realizing, and this is the beautiful thing about being a visionary or being able to hold a vision to your mind, a dream, right? Whereas for you, love is important, but you actually, what you did was unconsciously or consciously, but you put that whole ball of love into what you love to do, right? And it wasn't a man or, you know, it wasn't a person, it was that thing in life that you love, Whatever you loved, right? You put it all in there. And that's what drove you to high level success.
0: Right? Absolutely. I mean, from a very young age, I've always been driven. I always, and it's just like it was natural for you to, you know, process things in your own way, which is serving you right now. My natural inclination was always to strive to achieve. Right. So whether it was in school, whether my parents or a teacher gave me a challenge or anybody, I would just rise to the occasion. There were scholarships. I was an okay student when I started off in school. But when they started offering prizes and financial rewards, I became the top student in the class. (laughs) I just really love that. And when I found out about job opportunities from the age of 10 and 11 in the neighborhood. I was there. I was knocking on that person's door. You need a babysitter? You need a housekeeper? I'm there. I'm your girl, right? So it's just, I've been just always driven to achieve academically and otherwise. And then when my dad, from a very young age, said to me, it's so interesting when you can go back and pinpoint a pivotal moment in your life like that. And when my dad said to me, you know, you can achieve a lot in life. You're smart, you're a hard worker, and why? This is how you can do it. He gave me my life plan in, like, two sentences. He said, first and foremost, you should pursue your studies. Like, study, get yourself a great job, make yourself a lot of money, be fabulous, in, in other words. What I heard, he didn't say be fabulous, but what I heard is be fabulous. Be fabulous, and then you can think about love. But in the you can play, right? You can play in the meantime, but then you figure out the love... Your love after everything else is done. So for me, it was a linear path. You, you were doing it at the same time. For me, it was one thing first. That was my education. I got a great education, got a business degree, learned French, you know, and everything went well. Got a career. I didn't just get a career, I got a career that I excelled at. And I built one of the biggest agencies of its kind in financial services here in Quebec. But in the meantime, it's not as if I ignored men or love. And what was really interesting is that as I was building, as I was building my career, even, you know, as I was building my academic background, you know what I was reading all the time? Even before I got into, you know, self-help and personal development, I was reading romance novels. I read every single Harlequin romance that was ever written in the 1970s and 1980s because yes i was holding out for the big love story as well but for me it wasn't simultaneously happening at the same time it was concentrating on one thing after the other so as i was building my career and doing well yes i was having fun i was having romances but what was also you know important is that i didn't put love as a priority and so that's why only at the age of 37 I said i'm ready right so i'm ready so you know If I had, and I was ready and I got married, I met someone, you know, that I thought was absolutely incredible. I was so happy I had waited until I found him. And so we got married and that marriage wasn't, I won't get into the details of it, certainly on this call, however, or on this podcast, but it's just to say it was far from ideal. Whereas I think back now, it all happened for a reason, right? And I don't regret anything. And we had a beautiful son who's now 20 years old, who I absolutely adore. So all of that is great. However, in looking back in my experience up till now, and especially in the experience since my marriage broke down, which was like about 11 years ago, and I've been, you know, online dating, I've had a few relationships in the meantime. You know, what I think is really serving us on this project is the fact that I can see now that I didn't, and people don't have to do this, to do things separately, right? I had a love for my career. I had a love and a passion for what I was doing. Otherwise, I would not have been as successful as I was. But, you know, it's okay to also want to have both at the same time. In a way, it's kind of, and I know this, you know, sounds maybe like a pie in the sky, but you can have everything. Right now, in retrospect, I think that if I had been focusing on both at the same time, having a successful career and building towards finding like that ultimate love story, that things may have turned out differently. Who knows? But the point is, is that this experience has led to this apex at this point of marriage that didn't break down. This I have, you know, and with you as well, right, unpacked why that didn't work out. So that going forward through this online dating experience, before even we started Love in Sync, I know exactly what happened even with the online dating experience, right? And why those experiences didn't work out. There were some relationships I wasn't, can you imagine if I had actually been online dating for 11 years the whole time? I don't know. I might be in a loony bin right now, <laughs> but so most people would never last
1: eleven straight years of online
0: dating without a relationship. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. That was enough data collection for me <laughs> in between because I had a four-year relationship in the meantime and a two around four-year relationships and that the end month relationship and. For the most part they were people that i met with the online dating world but the love aspect for me you talked about you know how love has impacted you and what that means to you in your life and how love has brought us to love in sync and for me it's which is something which is really i think significant and beautiful about our own friendship and what we bring to the table is because we are so different we have had such different lives We have different approaches to love, but it's brought us to a point where I think we have something in us that most people can identify with. You going for both at the same time and figuring out there's not everybody that has a very successful relationship at this point and can identify why and who has identified almost like a methodology to get you there and bringing that awareness there. And for me, it was basically, you know, looking at why my marriage didn't work out, but also embracing what really did work out and where the love was like a vibrant contributor to my success. And for me, it was pouring love into my career, as well as, you know, of course, into my son after he was born and all of that. So we, you know, because we come from those two different perspectives we have a lot to offer to Love & Sync. And I think it is also important to mention at this point that Love in Sync isn't just about having an online dating platform, right? There's a lot more. It's a lot richer than just, you know, an online dating website.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's more, you know, what's one dating website to another? What makes it different other than a function, right? And I think that for me, I've never... It's funny thing is I've never online dating except the people that I've helped with online dating, my friends. But one thing about the whole industry is it makes us lazy and that's what I don't like about it. So here I wanted to create a platform that enabled people to be able to be inspired by love again, that it gives people hope because another dating platform that is the same as everything else is just going to, and that's why I say People cannot survive in 11 years or even five years of online dating continuously without some kind of a relationship in between, because it's, it, what happens is it's re-injuring trauma all the time. So if you lost hope on the first year, the second year is you're deeper in that loss of hope. And the third year is that you're in that darkness and you're now trying to convince yourself that there is still hope. Fourth year, you're doomed. You just don't believe that love is out there. And now you're actually wasting time, you know? And so I don't believe in that type of interaction. I do believe it, however, if you implement the right mindset and the inspiration, it's the inspiration that's going to help people attract the love, not the robotic action of going onto another site and thinking that if your profile here was not seen, it's not going to, if it wasn't seen there, it's not going to be seen here. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just the way it is. Cause you know why? It's like bar hoppers. If you don't find a woman or a man in one bar, you're going to hop to the next. It's the exact same principle. So this is where we will, you know, I, I want people to understand why things don't work. I mean, that's how I've operated my entire life. I analyze why is it not working? I know that if I want it, I can have it. So why is it not working? And for anything that has to do with love, I know exactly why it's not working. You do not know what you want. You do not know what you need. And you don't know what you're lugging with you from the past.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, I've been going through that process myself in the last you know, in the last <laughs> while, but what's really interesting, and this is what we bring to the table with the dating platform and with the programs that we're developing exactly to fill that void or that need i.e. of people becoming disillusioned with the whole online dating experience. And the fact that I've been walking in those shoes as well, it gives me that great perspective of the people that are going to be using our site. So it's being discouraged about, you know, the whole dating process and losing, and this is the saddest part, losing hope of ever finding love. And I have to have some girlfriends of mine and that's been exactly their case. One in particular, who's maybe half joking about, you know, Dating the members of the same sex because she feels like she has ran out. She's run out of eligible bachelors, you know, which is absolutely crazy. It's just the whole needle in the, as well as the needle in the haystack syndrome because you waste an amazing amount of time going through a lot of crazy profiles out there. Hey, I think I'm on a list right now. I think I'm on a list of (laughs) online dating is not working out right now, right? Loss of inspiration, uh, discouragement, needle in the haystack syndrome, and the superficiality because I don't feel great when I'm on a dating app and I'm just swiping, you know? And when you're swiping, basically what you're doing is you're making a split-second decision on someone's potentiality based on their appearance. Like, how superficial is that, right? Maybe there's a lack of another alternative, which is what we're trying to do with Love and Sync right now, but it does, you know, it doesn't feel good, right? So that superficiality, as well as these phenomena that have come up, you know, with Ghosting people, just disappearing in the middle of a conversation, or after what you think is a really great date, and they're not there anymore, is just so disrespectful and dehumanizing. When mm-hmm. I
1: used to date, not online, but I mean, I would always meet friends of friends. That that's the best strategy for anybody. It's yes, not because it's me. Friends of friends, which means get your ass out of your couch and your desk and go out and meet people. <laughs> get your ass out there because. One of the things about online dating is it kills our ability to socialize and connect with people. I mean, I dated in the 90s where texting was just starting, right, in Asia, because we were about 10 years ahead of the times in technology. We were texting in the 90s already, like smartphones, right? And we would be ghosted then. It doesn't take online dating to ghost, People will ghost even though they meet you and then you chat for a while, they will ghost you. So in the end of the day, ghosting is going to happen no matter what. But what online dating does um, is that it actually makes it easier and which is feeding into the whole laziness of actually building a connection, right? So now really we want to do is create a different type of mindset going into online dating where learn how to build a connection online dating that no one else is teaching you out there, right? And to me, honestly, you come onto this platform, all I want you to do is find love everywhere you are. You know, you don't need to make an effort in going to meet people. I've never, well, I can't say never, probably in the 10 years being single, of course I would set out, to go out, even if I didn't want to, because I knew there might be men there, but it wasn't always the case. I would go out because I just need to get out and be with people. But most of the time I'm going out because there are potentially men there. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. So we want to be able to, but not be desperate because to me, it was more important to connect with men as a people, than it was for me to try to find the love of my life, right? Because when we are going out there looking for the love of our life, and that's what we have in our mind, we're not seeing the stuff that you may not notice if you were just allowing them to be people. And rather than going in there with the evaluation mindset of, let's evaluate versus let it be. And we can't help that because it's all about time, efficiency when it comes to online dating. I have no time to waste. I've wasted enough time. So therefore, I will put you through an evaluation process. And everyone does that 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah, I call it the interview process, right? Where the person actually feels like they're being interviewed. And what happens because people, you know, guys or girls, depending on what side of the table you're sitting on, (laughs) they feel it right away. No, people are not stupid, right? So they act in accordance with that. So no wonder, and a lot of times you can't make a connection because the other person feels like they're being evaluated or interviewed and they're giving you, and they're already starting a blockage of the energy, right? And add to that, add to that what you still carry with you, what we all do, unless it's been, you know, dealt with is the patterns of our past and the experiences of our past that maybe, like I said, have not been totally dealt with. So we're walking in with this kind of like a suit of armor or a, you know, almost like a filter, right? So we're not seeing the other person clearly because what's playing in the background is all these other scenarios and stories of past relationships oh, you know, he's holding his cup like this. And then you think of somebody else, you know, that you had dated who used to hold their cup like that. And then you're sitting in that energy. And that affects where you are right now. Because if you're not mindful and in the moment when you're on these dates and you have all these things playing in the back of your mind, it really does affect the interaction. And you may be missing the most important part of the person that's sitting right there in front of you. Every dating experience is not lost. Right? Because at the same time, what you're, you know, you're going through that exercise. And what you're also doing is learning if you can, you know, and we, as you know, of course, we've developed all kinds of programs that we have made available to our members where we can help people really dig through their past and really figure out you know, what have been maybe their patterns that they don't want to repeat going forward and how to put that in its proper perspective and a whole, you know, mindset, if you will, around online dating or about dating in general. So if you can really sit with a person and having that open perspective with the right intention, with the right mindset, at the very least, you can have a lot of fun, right? Even if you don't go forward with that person, you can really enjoy the experience a lot more. Well, one of the things about having fun, that's an interesting thing because you can't have
1: fun on a date if you don't know how to have fun on your own. Mm. If you don't exercise that muscle of having fun on your own. And I think thinking back, my saving grace was the three years or two and a half years that I was hanging around with gay men. And it changed my life. And if for the first time... I didn't even care whether I found love or not anymore because I was in a community where I can just be me. And I walked away from it because it was getting too comfortable. That's why I went to Singapore and everybody's like, why are you leaving on the high of our life? You know, my, all my friends, especially my gay friends. But I think we have to learn how to have fun in our life first as an individual, how to be open. I mean, I've, open myself to every single like swing on the pendulum. Gay men, straight men, I mean, honestly, I've done it all to experience what true fun and freedom really meant. And that was my biggest turning point in allowing me to actually lead me towards the one because I didn't get obsessed over it. I didn't have to learn how to have fun on a date. I was already fun as a person, you see. And so that's why it's so important when you're going into online dating that you have another aspect of your life that you have released and unleashed that fun side without being so limited to what we need to be all the time, right? And so all these things have to be worked on, which is why when people come into our platform, that's all I want is the people to learn how to live with love in it. Yeah. Because no joke, without my gay husbands, I don't think I would be here today.
0: In what sense? Because they enabled you to look at the fun side of life? No, because I could just be me. I could just just be me. Okay. I
1: could just be me. You know, when we open ourselves to different cultures, different groups, different mindsets, it really opens up our heart to really love everything out there without judgment right? And for me to be with that community, it was a small group of us that we just all together all the time. One of the things is that no matter how bad I was, no matter how I looked, and believe me, I always said to them, how did you let me gain that much weight? <laughs> <laughs> did you not ever tell me other than that my lipstick is off? But other than that, how did you ever let me get there? And this is the incredible thing. Right? I can just be whoever I want. And as I let them be whoever they want. And I think in life, to really integrate and allow love to come in, and I left that community because I needed to find love. I was getting too happy without dating or love and all that. That became like less of a preoccupation for me. Right? I had to leave if I wanted love because I would have been married to these guys forever.
0: So interesting. It's amazing sometimes, I think, how we're even friends because our backgrounds, how we think, how we've approached life and who we are as people are so at opposite ends of the spectrum. While you were out there just experiencing life to the maximum and you were in a different country and everything. Although, mind you, I came to a different province and learned a new language and all that. There were some a lot of diversity and variety and stuff like that. But still, I was mainly focused on work right? you were there, there like, having the time of your life, you know, exploring all these different avenues. And here I am. I got to be successful. And I was just laser focused on that, like for a long time. And it definitely paid dividends. And there was a lot of fun in the meantime. And I made my work situation fun. My colleagues became my best friends. My clients were incredible and they came from, listen to this, they came from every, I looked into this actually, they came from every continent in the world. I feel in a way that I traveled the world through my clients because a lot of them were recent immigrants from those countries. And I just wanted to get to know them and their lifestyle and what brought them to Canada and why this, they came for this dream for their families. And that was the thing, they were all married, Right. And I just, I knew that I was eventually going to strive for that kind of closeness and that kind of acceptance and that kind of, I don't know, openness to challenge and change, right? So it's really, really interesting how all of, you know, like I said, both of our different backgrounds have brought us to this particular point. I, but think, I think it's just our the- view of success being very different. Yes. I got myself used to
1: living in debt because I didn't want money to drive me. I didn't want success to be tied to money. I wanted success to be tied to love of all kinds of love, whether it's Mm -hmm. love of friendship or love of life, love of food, love of wine. And so I never let money drive me. Right. So to me, clients are, I was broke. I made a lot of money. I was still in debt, Right. It's really interesting how to me, money was not tied to success. Although I knew I needed money for success, but I knew that money without
0: everything that I have today, means nothing to me. Right. So and mine was the opposite, right? I felt like money was, you know, and having that financial success was almost like my security blanket and nothing. I was was like a mama bear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I married somebody like you, because I didn't want to become that. So therefore, I had to make sure that my strategy and my love list is I have somebody like that so that I could still be free to be me while he takes care of that side because he's in love with that side. But that's why when we create our avatar of who our ideal partner is, we need to know what we need because i don't want to change that part of me, that part of me that's free to love without tying a dollar sign to anything right. Right? right so I needed to marry somebody that ties a dollar sign to things but still can love at the same time
0: so this is another cool thing right with the programs that we're putting together is that it kind of you know allows people to discover themselves right and who they are and maybe what they need, which sometimes is surprising because you think you need one thing when. In order to, you know, have a great relationship and grow, right? Because life is all about growth after all. That maybe that's what you thought wasn't exactly what you needed. But it's really fun to go through the process of figuring that out, right? And it's amazing to me and even to me until this point, you know, 57 years old and I hadn't looked at relationships from that point of view that I, it's, you know, what's ideal is looking for a partner who has aspects or has qualities that you don't have, right? So in order to compliment you, in order to help you grow and all of that, and that's just one facet of one of our programs, which is amazing because, you know, it's helping me grow at the same time. So you're in this very successful relationship. You know what it is, even though you and your husband are total opposites, you're making it work, what you've learned in that process is helping us. And also with what you're doing with your clients, coaching clients is helping us develop these kick-ass programs. And I'm like an amazing avatar (laughs) because of all of this experience with online dating and I'm embracing the process and I'm seeing the results in my own love life at the same time. So it's almost like an exercise and a journey in love for me. And what may be surprising for a lot is that we're a dating website that's hoping that you're not going to be with us for very long, right? And our ultimate objective is not even for you to find love in online dating, right? Is by going through the process of self-discovery and figuring out what you want and really, you know, also finding out about your patterns that you had a blind spot to that you didn't even see yourself, Right? And you could be the smartest person in the world, which I'm not so bad, right? and I was not able to see things that I was doing unconsciously. And it is the most amazing thing and the most empowering thing when someone can help you along that way. You just have to bring an open mind, and it's amazing what you can discover. So who has a dating website out there where the goal is not necessarily to find love on the dating website, right? It's just to get ready for finding love in any aspect of your life.
1: Yeah, we want to bring the inspiration back to love. And anybody out there, for for sure, for sure, is that if you are claiming to do self-work, you cannot do self-work without allowing the potential inspiration of love to come into your heart. If you cannot see love as a beautiful thing, love with somebody else, you're stunted in the ability to do self-work, you know? Once you allow the potential of love to come into your heart is when you will start seeing the opportunity to work on yourself. Right.
0: That makes so much sense. And Susan, it's time for us. This has gone so fast. It's time for us to clue up right now. Any final thoughts before we sign off today?
1: You know what? Let's have fun together in allowing love in and let us really show you how to be inspired by love and changing those experiences just by what you believe versus what you think you believe. Right. And it's time for the whole world. If we want peace in the world, this is absolutely necessary across the board. There's no exception.
0: Yeah. We're in total alignment with that. And we're in such total alignment right now for the people that are listening and not seeing. We actually showed up with the same colors on today. So that's kind of symbolic of how well this process has, you know, has been for both of us. And we just are so looking forward to seeing you guys on Love in Sync and being inspired by love. So come join us. The app is ready and uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you so much, Tina. Thank you, everybody. We look forward to talking more about love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Life Makeover Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player.
1: We really value
0: your opinion. So please feel free to send us your questions, comments, or feedback. You can find out more about Tina Jesso and Susan Hum and the Life Makeover Show podcast at www.lifemakeovercollective.com. Thanks, Thanks for listening.